is nothing more inspiring than a woman being unapologetically herself. The answers are all in your heart. She's waiting, she's waiting, she's waiting for you to set her free. Welcome to BU Podcast. I'm Jill Herman and I am so glad you're here. I was broke, insecure, and craved approval. But with grit, hustle, and sacrifice, I still built a successful multi-million dollar business. 10 years in, burnout, I slowed down and looked inward. In that silence, I discovered that the same level of success could have come to me with much less effort and so much more joy. That's when I threw out the expectations of the world and chose to unbecome every single thing I thought I was supposed to be. And the real me was uncaged. It was far from easy. And in this podcast, I'll offer my entire journey as a roadmap so that if you're ready, you can finally be you. Well, hey, it's Jill. I'm glad you're back with me. If you're a first-time visitor to BU Podcast, I'm glad you're here. And if you are a first-time listener and anything that is said in this podcast you find helpful or you just like the episode, besides sharing it with others, I would love it and so appreciate it, although it's not expected, if it feels aligned to you. If you would, first of all, subscribe to the podcast and that will be helpful to you so you can get notifications for future episodes. And also, if you would be willing to give me a rating and write a really quick review, even if it's two sentences, so helpful to people in the podcasting world. And it would mean a lot. And if you're someone who's been listening for a while and you haven't yet done that, please do. All right. So before we chat about what we're going to chat about today, I just wanted to chat with you for a minute. I wanted to go back to what we were talking about in the last couple of episodes and just kind of check in and see how you're doing for this new year for the month of January, if you're listening in real time, obviously. It can be a time where we're excited and we're resetting and we're setting goals and we are welcoming in and calling in a new year. And it can also be a month where we're feeling pressure. We're feeling, we're, we're feeling pressure to do that or we're feeling like we're not doing it right or we're not doing it fast enough or we're behind. How many of you have that story where you're like, oh my gosh, so much time has passed. It's the middle of January almost. And now it's almost like if I don't do it perfectly, I might as well not do it. You know, so if you're feeling that way, just know that a lot of us are feeling that way. And wherever you are is wherever you are. And as I said in the last episode, we also want to make sure that we don't have a mindset of, well, I'm just not going to do it because then our day one turns into a one day. Now, I don't believe, and I don't think if you're listening to this show, you believe in New Year's resolutions. And I don't believe, and I don't think you probably believe that you have to like crack open the new year on January 1. I mean, that's just a lot of bullshit, right? That's what a lot of us have bought into for a lot of time. And that's what makes us feel like we're doing it wrong. If we don't, you know, like dive right in January 1st. I've noticed that a lot of people are sort of catching on to that mindset of, easing in, not procrastinating, but not forcing anything. And that's how I've been feeling. And I'm wondering if you're feeling the same way. And if not, no worries. I mean, I'm glad you got started day one. So when we wrapped up the last year, we talked about, 
you know, making peace with the year, anchoring in the lessons and having a lot of gratitude for the year. And we did a whole process around that. That was December 26th. And one thing I didn't say that I just heard my former coach, Christine Hassler, say on her show, and I forgot about this. Actually, there are two things. The first is that this is totally optional. But when you wrote down, you know, your lessons for the last year and you took your notes, et cetera, even if it's good stuff, we, you know, we picture burning what we write when it's something we want to get rid of, right? But I, I heard her say this and I thought, you know what? This is so right. I need to say this to my friends. So when we are closing out a year, it's important to release it, like anchor in the good stuff, but release the year in and of itself, not just the bad stuff, like like move on and say that it's complete. And one thing Christine suggested that I agree with, I'm going to echo and repeat and suggest as well, is going back to whatever paper you were writing on and tear it up into tiny little pieces and or burn it. And if you burn it, watch it burn, like really feel into that. If you choose not to burn it, rip it up into the tiniest pieces possible and throw it in the trash. I would recommend burning it for sure. Um, But there's really something to that. And the other thing she said that I realized I forgot to say is that, you know, after we do that, it's important that we move our body. So either go for a walk, go for a jog, go out in nature would be great. Walking in nature would be probably maybe the best. But you could also just dance it out, put on a, a song and dance it out. And the reason is because, remember, our body holds on to so much. And if you really want to release the last year, you can even release it after the process, release it through your body as well. Okay? It's never too late to do it. So you can go back and and revisit that and do that. I just did that myself. All right. And so I'm not sure where you are with how you're feeling in this month. But I'm going to share with you some things that I've been feeling and experiencing. And I hope you'll find it helpful. So the first thing is, for you know, there's no right way to do this and there's no wrong way to do it. I, I love that all of us are sovereign beings. I mean, all of us have our own path. It, when we talk about be you on this podcast, it's not just finding who you are, right? But also listening to yourself, like honoring yourself. What do you think? How do you feel about this? So the way I feel about this may not fit for you. And even if it doesn't, I do think that you'll find this interesting and maybe it'll fit for another part of your life. But one thing that I think I've naturally done, I think you probably have too, in January is feeling this desire to clean things out. You know, in that process, at the end of December on the show, we, you know, cleaned out the cobwebs and cleaned out and cleaned up the past year. But what about your physical space? It sounds so basic to say that, like, who doesn't like, you know, do spring cleaning or who doesn't like clean out the junk drawer at the beginning of the year? But I think a lot of us don't. I think a lot of us think about it or we hear it so often that we forget how important it is. And there's such a connection between our surroundings, our physical spaces and energy, because it all holds energy. It is energy and how we feel. So one plays off the other. So my surroundings are a reflection of how I feel internally right? If I see chaos and mess, that's because I feel that way internally. And maybe it's only that week or that month, but that's how I'm feeling, whether I admit it or not, whether I see it or not, whether I want to talk about it or not. But the reverse is true. If I have chaos, even if it's just a messy desk 
or messy drawers. That does affect how I feel and how I be and how I move through my home and through my life. This isn't about perfection. This isn't about everything being lined up a certain way because certain people who are creatives, and I would say I'm one of those people, certain things need to be messy for me. I don't want certain spaces to be perfect and orderly. But overall, having chaos is not a good idea. And so as we're looking at January, as I said, in December, we did what we did. Then the first episode of this year was Beck and Tanucci talking to us about what gets in the way of what we want and how to get that out of the way and what that means and what it looks like. It was such a great episode. And then the last week's solo episode, then we move into what are we going to call in? For the new year, what are we calling in for the new year? And and I realized one thing I didn't say is about cleaning up our space. So I've been feeling like you know I, I looked in our attic, for example, and that's something that I never see. Honestly, my husband's the one who generously goes up there for me to pull things out for the holidays, and I never see it. But I can feel it, right? I didn't know I could feel it. How do I know I can feel it? Because I went in there and I saw that it was so out of order and in my opinion, like disorganized and messy, no offense to him. I mean, he he would probably agree, but it's not his job to keep it that way. And I looked, not that it's my job either, but my point is there's no blame here. And I was in there getting the boxes out to the containers out to put the Christmas stuff away. And I just felt this tightness, not in my chest, but just like I felt rigid And I was like, oh, this feels so dense and stiff. Like, I don't like the way this feels. And so I just moved things around into categories and had like a section for fall and a section for Christmas and then this and that. Our attic is not that big, but it immediately felt better. It wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be. And I noticed my perfectionism coming up where I thought, well, I wish I had labels and I wish I did it this way or that way. And then I decided, look, my husband's so great about saying this, don't let perfect ruin good and I can always go back and revisit it, but man, oh man, did it feel better. It wasn't just a mental check off. I physically felt better. I closed the door of the attic, which I rarely see, and I felt different that day. I didn't just feel accomplished. I physically felt different. So don't underestimate how it can affect you if you have messy drawers, if you have stuff under your beds, if you have stuff in your attic stuff in your basement. We have a big area in our basement that we have not gone through. And um, I I can't wait to do it as I'm dreading to do it, right? Because it's going to be a lot of work. But that's part of something that we can implement in the new year. And, And why not dedicate the whole month of January? And if you're not finished in January, do it in February. If you want to do it piece by piece and just do it throughout the spring, then do it the whole spring. But I would recommend committing to doing it room by room, you know, what can you give away? What can you donate? um, What can you sell? And what can you maybe reuse or recycle? And what can you organize? And then make note of how you feel once that done is done. Don't, don't underestimate how amazing it feels to feel accomplished, right? That's amazing. But I'm talking about how do you feel other than that? Do you feel like you can think more clearly? Do you feel like you have a weight lifted off of your shoulders? Do you feel lighter? You probably will. Um, Do you feel like you have less brain fog? You probably will. Obviously, we could take it a step further and maybe I should have an expert on to learn about feng shui because that will take it to a whole new level. 
Um, but anyway, that's what I've been thinking about. And that's what I've started doing. Some organizing, cleaning things out, throwing things away. I have, there's a beautiful organization in the United States called Habitat for Humanity. And they build homes for people. And so there are things that I could have sold. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to give this to the, these people. This will feel really good. So I want to say this too. When you're looking at things that you are trying to decide if you're going to sell or get rid of, don't let guilt take over. Don't be a martyr. You don't have to give everything away. I used to feel like I did. I couldn't sell anything, especially if, if I've been given a lot, which I have in my life, lots of clothes from my brothers and their wives for my kids, et cetera. I never wanted to sell anything because I felt like that was sort of wrong. There can be no judgment in this conversation. Just feel into it. Hold on to it and ask yourself, is this something that I want to make a little money back from? And is this, or is this something that I want to generously give away and just make the decision? Don't think too hard about it and just do it. So once you start the process of clearing things out and giving things away and putting things away, the next step you can consider um, that I'm going to start doing is, do I have an excess of this? The generations before us were really good at living with less. And that doesn't mean you're denying abundance. But do I really need like 64 pens? Do I really need that many? Do I really need like 18 Sharpies? Probably not. Is it bad and wrong to have them? No. But what will happen when I pare it down and I have three? So that's something I'm going to move into. I personally couldn't get into the Marie Kondo thing. I think it's so amazing, but I, I tried to listen and I couldn't do it. However, I took little bits and bits and pieces from it. And, you know, one thing that she talks about is taking the item and putting it close to your heart and asking, oh gosh, I'm going to get the phrase wrong. But it's something about, does this bring me joy? And then you decide if you're going to keep it or not. So anyway, see how you go with that. And oh my gosh, that's what the Australians say. <laughs> I've heard Australians so so often in the past couple of years, I have Australian friends that now I just said what they say, see how you go with it. So he see how you go with it and let me know. All right. So as we looked at calling in the new year, the other thing I want to chat about is that I, I visited this a little bit in the last episode, but we really didn't like get into it. And I really want to get into it. So you may already do this, but if you don't, I highly recommend taking everything that you did to prepare for the new year and call on the new year. And again, if you haven't done it, don't judge yourself. You will when you're ready. When you're calling in the new year and you're preparing, one thing I didn't go into detail about that I'd like to stretch a little bit is the idea of writing out like a narrative of who you are in this new year. Now, this isn't because I'm this, 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 and this, I want to be that, 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 and that, and I'm going to draw out the perfect version of me. Remember, becoming the best version of yourself is a journey of remembering that you you were already that person, right? You don't need fixing. You are not a personal development project. We're not going for perfection because that that going for perfection comes from a feeling of unworthiness. So that's not what we're doing. But when we write out this story, this narrative of us in our new year, or of our new year, write out how you move through the world. 
how do you dress? How do you wake up in the morning? How do you feel? What kind of activities do you participate in? What kind of things do you say no to? And just give it a lot of color and a lot of detail without feeling like this is a New Year's resolution. And if the, if I don't do everything that I write in here, I have failed. Just have fun with it. Just play around with it. Have fun with it. Be creative. And just see where your pen takes you. I think you'll be very surprised. I think it will go in directions you're not expecting. And if there's no judgment involved and you're really just operating through love and you're just having fun with it and asking yourself truly, what would I want this year to be like if it were my last year? It will be really, really, really powerful and really interesting to read back. And then the next step is asking yourself throughout the day, is what I'm doing right now supporting that? What were my words for the year? What was my theme, if I chose one, for the year? And is what I'm doing right now supporting it? Sometimes and many times the answer will be no, and that's okay. It's just about creating awareness. Is what I'm doing supporting that? Nope, and that's the way it is. Okay, is what I'm doing right now supporting that? Nope, and I'm okay with it. Is what I'm doing right now supporting it? Oh, shit, it's not. Shift. That's what's gonna happen. And the only way for you and I to do that is to have prompts. You know, change the screensaver on your phone, the lock screen on your phone. Change the screensaver on your computer. Change your passwords. Um, you know, put up pictures. Perhaps create a vision board or a dream board. I took, I had the picture on my phone for the last two years of my little girl, which is, it was me at like age seven. And that was so valid, so important. I'm so glad I did it. And I changed it with the new year to a picture of me from a retreat I went on in Tulum with Sigrid Tassis, which by the way, she's having that again this year in March. It's almost full. It is life-changing. I highly recommend it. And there's a link in the episode notes, in the show notes. Or you can go to SigridTazis.com. S-I-G-R-I-D-T-A-S like Sam, I-E-S like Sam. Anyway. There's a picture of me making an offering into this water in this lagoon that we swam in. Very significant to me personally, spiritually and emotionally. And so I put that on the lock screen of my phone. So I see it every time I grab my phone. So consider doing that. Create prompts for yourself, not shoulds, not get your ass in gear, not reminders of what you're doing wrong, but encouragement and visual and maybe other types of prompts to keep you focused on what you say you want to call in for the new year, the theme or the words of the year or this vision that you write out. Now, the the narrative that you write out is a really good idea to then, you know, write it out first of all by hand. Don't type it. Like you need to write it. There's something significant that happens when we actually take pen to paper versus typing. But once we do that, I would recommend typing it up and then reading it like once a week, if not every day. Seriously. So I, I should have gone up and grabbed that. Well, I didn't know I was going to say what I'm saying right now, but I'll read it to you sometime. Actually, no, I think I did many episodes ago. So I wrote out like a vision for my life. And I don't remember what I called it. And I did that every year for maybe five years. And I would read it regularly. I'm telling you, almost everything on that came true. Literally, I mean, almost everything on there came true. I read it, I had it in my closet, so I would see it every day. 
And I mean, admittedly, at the beginning of the year, I read it like every day. And then it turned to like every few days. Then it was every week. And then it was every month. But I still saw it. And it got to the point where after a while, I would just put my hand on it. I'd close my eyes and take a breath. And I would like take it in. So that's something that I highly recommend. And I realize I haven't done this year. I have mine written out, but I don't have it typed out. Again, it's really important though that you don't look at it as like a to-do list or like, you know, goal setting or if you don't do that, there's something wrong. It's not about doing. It's about feeling. It's about intention. It's about being. I'm going to say that again. What you write out for the new year and what you're calling in is not about doing. It's about intention. It's about feeling and it's about being. And once you and I really get that anchored in and that's our focus, the how-to and the doing, that becomes secondary. You don't even need to think about that. Now, there are ways, as I said, to support the doing. Having prompts, hiring a coach, having a friend that you're sharing this with. She doesn't have to be your accountability partner, but she can be someone for support. Signing up for things and registering for things like classes or subscribing to a podcast or whatever it is so that it's scheduled in and you're sort of setting a trap for yourself to make sure you actually are supporting that vision for the year, but never a, if I'm not doing this, it's wrong. All right, so again, when you're when you're writing this out, really feel into it. And remember, no one's gonna read it but you. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Talk about every detail of what you want for your life. Everything from your finances to your sex life to your physical body to your spiritual life every area of your life. All right, so moving on to sort of the topic for today, I wanna share with you that, you know, you know this, right? I think everyone who listens to the show is doing the work and really aware and looking at themselves, but I'll just repeat it. One, when we initiate something, when we start sign up for a course or we call in the new years and we create this vision, the work starts happening on us and in us and through us. As soon as we declare that, the positive results of that already start happening. If you look for them and you're open to them and you're asking for them, you'll see miracles, you'll see magic, you'll see signs and symbols or conversations will come to you and you'll say, oh my gosh, that is crazy. I can't believe that happened. Here's the other thing that's gonna happen. This is that wah, 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 wah part. The lessons are gonna start. If you really want that life, God, the universe, your creator, divine love, all of it are going to say, you ready, girl? Are you ready? Okay. So I'm going to bring you some situations so that you get to really work on that. It's not a test. It's an opportunity to really step into what you say you want and what you want to be and what you want to create. And it sucks. It's going to take what you said that you wanted so badly and it's going to push you. And you're going to many times fall on your ass. And many times you're going to say, why is this happening? This is the opposite of what I said I wanted. This is the opposite. Well, it's the opposite for a reason. Yes, you really are calling in all these great things. And God is like listening. But for you to be able to hold those things, you might need a little work. You might need some stretching. You might need some polishing. You might need some strengthening. You might need some softening. You might need some humbling. You might need some confidence. You might need some forgiving. 
You might need some people to come into your life so you get to practice what you say you want. You want boundaries? Okay, here you go. Here's your chance. You want play and you want fun? I'm not going to just give you chances to have play and fun in your life. That's easy. But I'm going to give you some challenges to see if you choose play and fun. So that's exactly what happened to me. Like, as soon as I stopped recording the last episode, I mean, first of all, I was on cloud nine. I had been a little sick over New Year's Eve, I told you, for a few days. And side note, what is up with that? Everyone is sick right now. And I just wasn't feeling myself. And then I did my stuff to calm the new year, clear things out, et cetera. I came in here and chatted with you. And I was like, yes, I'm so excited about the new year. Fuck, yes. I was just like so ready. And like, I got the feeling I was waiting for. It wasn't on January 1st, um, but it was there. And I started, as I said, cleaning and clearing out things and organizing things. I was just like so ready for the year. I signed up for some things that would hold me accountable and set traps for myself and, you know, really made myself accountable and shared with support people, blah, 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 blah. And then it happened. Something happened in my life with someone I love. That's what I'm going to say, because I can't, you know, having this show, a lot of people listen, I have to be careful about what I say, and I can't share other people's stories without their permission. But just know that someone I love, somewhere in my life, there was a conflict. And I violated a boundary unintentionally. Now, here's what's interesting. You heard me say that I was calling in, like one of my words for 2023 was boundaries. And all I thought about was that I was creating boundaries, better boundaries, because I am I have not been good with those for myself, so that I could focus on the theme of my year, which is what? Self-care. Self-care, right? Really taking care of Jill for once. It's my turn. Well, what I forgot <laughs> is that boundaries go both ways. And so God, universe, gave me the chance to practice that like immediately, like immediately and not the way that I expected. And what I realized is that I violated or crossed, let's say, a boundary without even knowing I was, and I thought I was doing it out of love. So I was having a text conversation with someone about one of my kids, and they brought something up, and then we talked back and forth, and it was very innocent. And then that person shared it with my kid. And it was not good. And I felt horrible. And it looked really bad, but I know what the intention was. And the person didn't share, of course, anything they said. It looked like I just like initiated this and said these things. Either way, I shouldn't have done it. That's not the first time, if I'm really honest with you. I've done it before. And so that was the lesson I needed to learn, about that boundaries go both ways. And so with that there ensued a conflict and a disagreement and a bit of an argument. And that person was very upset with me, understandably. And so the next thing I want to share is that when I had this conversation with them and they were upset, when you're talking to someone else and they become dysregulated, it's very easy for us to become dysregulated, right? Our nervous system becomes dysregulated in response to theirs. Now, That's not their responsibility. It's our responsibility, especially if we're talking about one of our kids, whether they're a toddler, a teenager, or a young adult, we're still the parent, right? We're still human too, okay? So just hear me out here. So 
I became dysregulated as well. If you're new to this or you're new to even this whole conversation, what does that even mean, right? So your your nervous system can become like hyper or hypo regulated. So if it's hyper, right, you're hyper vigilant, your heart is racing, your blood starts pumping, you might start going into rage or anger or leaking out things that you didn't even realize you felt because they aren't related to really what's happening in that moment. But things might come out that you didn't expect. You go into something called, there. so there's like fight, flight, freeze, or it's called fawn, but I recently heard please. I love that one. Fight, flight, freeze, or please. We all hear about fight or flight, but there's also freeze and fawn or please, okay? And so I felt myself going into that fight or flight and I yelled back and I said some things that were not nice and I became very angry. It didn't last long. It was over. And I did what the whole reason I'm sharing this with you, what we need to do to make sure that one, it happens less often and eventually doesn't happen, hopefully. But I also did what was necessary to repair the situation, but to repair me. All right. So what does that look like? And remember, the way it's connected to what I was just sharing with you is that whatever you are calling in for the new year, whatever you're hoping to create, no matter what it is, you're going to get a chance to practice that. And this work that we do that we talk about week after week after week after week on BU, no matter what the topic is, it's always in the category of or under the umbrella of finding the real us, healing the broken or the wounded or the little girl, little boy us, so that the, the the us that is walking into the world is the higher version of us, the highest version, the healed version, the whole version, okay? So in that situation, and when you find yourself in any situation like this, afterwards, here's what you want to do. First of all, let yourself feel what you need to feel. So are you feeling sadness? Are you feeling anger? Are you feeling rage? Don't judge yourself. If you do, it's like putting like a cork in it. It's like shoving a ball underwater. And if you do that, it's not going to be good later. It's going to come up with a lot of force. And the whole point of the work we do together is to dissipate this so that you can go back into regulation faster, have a faster recovery time. And next time, rather than reacting, you'll respond or maybe you'll have a longer window between stimulus and response, all right? You won't just immediately fly off the handle. Maybe it takes a little while for you to fly off the handle, but you won't fly off the handle as much. And if you do or don't, you'll recover faster and you'll be able to repair more quickly, repairing yourself and repairing the conflict with the person. All right, so in this situation, now I'm gonna talk about myself, but put yourself in a situation when this has happened to you, okay? So I did what I did. I'm not glad it happened, but it happened. So then what do you do? Immediately, usually we want to numb ourselves. We want to distract ourselves. We want to either eat or scroll our phone, numb out on television. Some people will like drink alcohol or shop online or whatever. Some way to to numb and distract. And that's the worst thing to do. We 
need to and deserve to let ourselves feel what needs to be felt. Forget the conflict with the person. What am I feeling? Check in with yourself, with your physical body. What is it my feeling right now? My heart is racing. My chest is tight. I'm fucking pissed off. Okay, now I'm going to move this energy and you need to move it out of your body. Remember, we release through sound, breath and movement. We talk about somatics. Remember, soma means body. So we got to move this shit out of our body. Why? Because if we don't, it will stay stuck on our body. What gets stuck on our body isn't just the trauma from childhood. I actually used to think that. Once I learned this stuff, I was like, oh, I get it. And then I realized I didn't get it because it's still, we're still piling on more trash into that trash can. There may be a lot of stuff done at the bottom of the trash can from childhood, but what about the everyday shit? That still gets in there. So you and I, you know, unfortunately, we're not like the deer in the woods that hears the shot, you know, gets startled and then goes and shakes it off. We don't do that. What we do is we try to keep ourselves safe by keeping it in. And this all comes back to childhood. You know, what are we told when we are kids? Stop crying, et cetera. So we're adults now. It's time for us to figure this out. So let's do it. We're going to move that through our body, through sound, breath, or movement. What kind of movement? Doesn't matter. Just move. You can shake. You can stomp your feet. You can shake your hands. You can do jump up and down. You can do all those things. You know, make sound. You know, the sound I kept making over and over again was, like that, that feels good to me. Okay. So I kept doing that, jumping up and down, shaking my hands and shaking my hands. And it took a good, probably 10 minutes, right? And yelling and getting it out and getting it out. So I did that. A friend of mine who is an expert and a practitioner in several things, but I'll just say energy medicine, also taught me something I'd never knew before. And that was, it's helpful to raise your hands up in the air, okay, arms on either side of your head, and have your hands in fists. And when you bring them down, when you bring them down, then when they're down at at your legs, you're opening your hands. And as you do that, you can say the name of the person you have the conflict with right? So you say the name. I'm just going to say Judy. Sorry, Judy. 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 And you just keep doing that. So I said the name maybe twice and that didn't like feel super great to me. So I just kept going. "Ah, ah, ah." Now, as you're doing it, if you've never done it before, it's going to feel weird. Okay. But remember, this is how you heal. And it's not just about healing. It's about making the next time less and making it less intense and happening less often. And your relationships are so much better. Your life is so much better. So moving that through your body. And if you're angry, let it out by being angry. You know, stomp, punch, pillow, whatever you need to do. Obviously, making sure you're in a safe place, etc. So if you're sad, that's not going to feel good to you. If you're sad, put on some music and maybe hold yourself, but move dance around. Again, the the weird stuff, the stuff that just sounds cuckoo and weird, that's like where the rubber meets the road. That is the difference between people who are really free and people who talk about being free. People who are really, really healed and free and people who talk about it or people who pretend that they are. So yeah, it sounds weird. So what? This is what it takes. I've learned this stuff from the top experts in the world and they know more than all of us. (laughs) I'm being funny here, but they know more than me. I'll tell you that much. And this is all based and backed by science, by the way. So we want to move that through our body. 
And then the next thing we want to do is we want to bring ourselves back to love, right? Replenish yourself. Now, it's really smart to replenish even physically, like grab a really nourishing piece of fruit and slowly eat that piece of fruit and enjoy that piece of fruit and drink some water, maybe look out at the sun if it's if there's any sun, sun, sun that you can see. Where I live, there isn't. Look out into nature, do some slow breathing, love yourself, tell yourself, I am safe, I am safe, I am loved, I am safe, I am loved. This is complete. I am complete. And then it's time to repair with the other person. Now, again, remember, we got to feel what we're feeling and we got to get it out with no judgment. And then, not a minute later, but give it a little time. Remember, the other person has probably not done what you just did. So even if it's just sending them a text for now before it's time to talk, own your part in it and don't have any qualifications. Own your part. I am sorry. Acknowledge what you did. I acknowledge. I own. And then don't say much more than that. Don't say it'll never happen again because that's probably not true. I used to do that when my kids were little and I would lash out at them and I would go into rage and I would feel so guilty afterwards and I would say, I'm so sorry, I'm not going to do that again. What does that do? Completely breaks their trust and they don't feel safe with you. So again, whether it's your 88-year-old mother or your 10-year-old child or your best friend or your spouse or your coworker or someone you barely know, go back and apologize acknowledge and own your part and don't don't say I'm owning my part. You take ownership of all of it, 100% of it. I'm really sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for the way I showed up. It's not because you did this, I got triggered. No, you could say I allowed myself to get triggered. I am learning. I'm trying to do better every time. But I want to apologize for the things I said, for the way I said them, and the way I acted. I'm really, really sorry for that. I'm sure that did not feel good. That doesn't mean you're telling them that they are right. It doesn't mean that you are ignoring your own opinions and feelings. You could still completely disagree with them and be very angry with what they did. But you're acknowledging that you lashed out and you became dysregulated. Now, if this person is not an equal of yours and they are a child, even if they're an adult child, I hate even saying this out loud because it makes me regret so many years with my kids. I could cry right now. But if your kids are young, I'm going to tell you something that I learned. And that is that they learn how to regulate their own nervous system by watching you. So when they become dysregulated, it's important that you stay regulated. If you don't, again, it's okay. Move it, acknowledge, apologize, and do better next time. But the truth is when we don't, that, is not helpful to them and to their development. All right. So it may seem strange that that we have two completely different topics going. You know, first it was talking about the new year and wrapping up and what we're calling in and how we're going to make sure that we're staying on track with that. And then I went to this really, really deep stuff. But I got to tell you, they're completely connected. This really, really deep stuff is how we're going to get the first part that we talked about. We can't have one without the other. We can't keep talking about cookie cutter, bullshit, you know, rainbows and butterflies stuff. We're never going to get there if we don't deal with this deep stuff. If we don't really learn how to feel our feelings and love ourselves, 
and forgive ourselves and move this stuff out of our body and learn how to regulate and even understand what that means, we're never going to have the life that we say that we want. Because by the way, who cares how many designer purses we have or if, if we're out of debt or we have a great house or we have the great job or we've called our dream partner, who cares if we can't have this part, if we don't have this part? It's whipped cream on shit. It's a house with a sinking foundation. So if this was helpful at all to you, and I, I really believe it was, and I hope it was, and I think it was. Please share this with other people, not just because it's going to help grow our audience and help us with the show or not because you think it's nice because I do this for free and it'd be nice to help Jill. Please do this because it would help other people. So many people, I, there's so many things I don't say because I'm like, oh my gosh, give me a break. First of all, there are people way smarter than me and way more experienced than me saying this all over the internet. Well, who's going to listen to me? Or there are people that can say it so much better. They're just better at it or they have more credentials, et cetera. But what I've learned is that when I'm talking to people, I am shocked at how many people have no idea. They don't even know like that there's a connection between trauma and your physical body. Like they don't even know like the basics of some, some of this journey and this personal development stuff we talk about. And then I remember me. Years and years in talk therapy, years and years doing mindset work and going to all these things and thinking that I was the shit. And then three years ago, I realized I basically knew nothing, right? It's not about affirmations and kale smoothies. It's just so much deeper than that. So if you would share this stuff, share these episodes with other people, maybe I'm not their slice of bread, right? Maybe I'm not their flavor, but, but what if it turns them on to the journey? That's what matters. They can go listen to someone else if they want to or go learn from someone else. But what if this is the introduction to even thinking like this? I always highly recommend the holistic psychologist. The holistic psychologist is a PhD psychologist who left practicing because she realized that that whole world of therapy and psychology was ignoring the body. And she wanted to do it differently. And so she has an Instagram account she has a book that I've recommended that I haven't read because <laughs> I'm really good at that. I'm really good at recommending books I haven't read. But anyway, I hear the book's amazing. I have like 10. My husband and I ordered them and have given them to people and we haven't read the book yet. But anyway, I think she has a second book now. That's a great sort of like introduction to this. I didn't discover her until like two years into this journey of learning this stuff. And everything she shares, I'm like, yep, 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 it's amazing. So anyway, thanks for being here with me. Thank you for welcoming me to just share from my heart without a plan and just let God give me the words. And thank you for caring enough about yourself and your life and your family to think about and um, be willing to discuss and learn about and actually do this inner work. And thank you for choosing BU Podcast. So have a beautiful week. We will see you next week. And remember to breathe, love yourself, and fully surrender. Surrender.